0: Welcome to this broadcast and I felt you know planning this in the spirit that I was to um look up the liturgical and um, plan what was actually going to be spoken about in churches across the world um and I've come I don't know why it's done this Oh, holy Lord, God, glory to God. I'm just going to have to like take a screenshot of this. I have no idea what's going on here. um. But ultimately it's taken me to the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time back to Sunday, September 22nd, 2019. What happened then? Do you know what happened on Sunday, September the 22nd? the 22nd of September, 2019, I literally was just checking up a place I look for the daily readings. And all I did was type in daily reading and I thought it would take me to today's and then I would, i get to go to Tuesday's. I thought like I literally hit on Tuesday and it's taking me straight to 2019 And do you know, we have literally just recorded for Monday's recording and broadcast, and it talks about AMOS. I'm sitting with the book open right now at AMOS. It's still sitting open there. And we've already had a reading which came from AMOS as well. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on, but AMOS has been highlighted very profoundly here. Um, This came up days before something happened with Israel. I was actually online on Facebook and um, I was given a reading from Amos in particular verses. If you go and listen to Yesterday's, you'll hear all about that. Um, But there was a warning that was given from the Holy Spirit um, to the people of Israel and I was really quite well, quite anxious about it. And um, I started to uh, start a prayer for the people of Israel, and particularly royal Israel as well, because of what was coming across. And I had no idea what was going to happen, but then I heard, I think it was the very next day, that there had actually been a major um, incident in Israel um, that was coming across in the news. So prayers for the people there and all the family members. Um, I don't know what to tell you, but it came across again, AMOS was coming across um, tonight as I'm recording this actually on Sunday for the broadcast on Monday. This is now Tuesday's one and I've gone to look up the readings and I don't know why it's taken me to this one in September in 2019, but it's also AMOS that's coming up. Mm. Goodness, we need to be careful. Um, I feel that this is, you know, in the spirit, I feel inclined to inform you, I feel that this is a big warning um, with regards to the pandemic and the pandemic recovery plan. I feel that perhaps people are being complacent. Perhaps people are dealing in a way that is not right in this time maybe perhaps taking the situation for granted or taking for granted that you know things will just work out um I think we need to be very careful I don't know why exactly but that's what's been ministered unto me right now it wasn't ministered unto me before and it's just coming across now um I'd advise you to strongly listen to what I'm saying and uh not ever, ever to take that for granted either. When I say what I say, it's coming through in the spirit and sometimes I don't know why or what's going to happen and something happens. So please take it very seriously. Um, please don't be complacent and don't look to how you're going to start up a business or how you're going to restart something. And perhaps you're thinking of going back to your old ways Maybe you had a certain way of dealing with things. Maybe you think that you can just continue on a certain way. And I think what it's telling us to do is that we need to rethink our plans. We can't just carry on on the same path that we were on before the pandemic. We cannot think that we can take the Lord for granted and continue on in the same way. We need to to be at a more mature level. We need to be at a place where we acknowledge what we've actually learned And we need to be very, very careful and obedient to God. That's what I'm getting from this. Oh Lord, right. So let's see. Let's look for Tuesdays. Okay, it takes us to Acts 14, 19 and 28. But Jews came from... Acts 14, 19 to 28. But Jews came from Antioch. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm just... It's it's a lot. It really is a lot. Just let me take a moment. I hope you're taking a moment to take all this seriously as well. Okay back to the reading. It's Easter weekday and it's the first reading. It's from Acts chapter 14 verses 19 to 28. But Jews came there from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the people, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derb. When they had preached the gospel to the city and had made many disciples, they turned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they believed. Then they passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. And when they had spoken the word of Perga in Perga, they went down to Italia and from there they sailed to Antioch where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had fulfilled. And when they arrived, they gathered the church together and declared all that God had done with them, and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. And they remained no little time with the disciples. Okay. This, in particular, I'm going to talk to you about Saint Paul, a little bit more because this is going to be really important. Okay, so you know that my name, my surname, my family surname is simple, right? So that links to Saint Paul. Now you know that my first two names, Vicky, obviously links to Victoria. Elizabeth is self explanatory, but both of those together mean the victorious house of God. Simple relates to Saint Paul, also relates to humble. So, if you can imagine victorious house of God and then humble next to that, well, some might say, Well, what, what on earth? Like, how can the victory of God is in full glory? How can that be a humble thing? Um, well, it, it is, um, I suppose, um. It's glorious maybe that's why it's so powerful um but I rest in that knowledge that God is the victor and and that's it now Saint Paul's very important uh the converter the number one converter uh, in Saint Paul is it Saint Paul couldn't make those changes that he made he was a staunch. Very, very strong, obedient to the Jewish faith type of a man. He is not someone that anyone would think would just decide to take a a change in a course of direction. Um, No, he was very much known for his particular strong aspects and how he would deal with things pre before he became Paul we know okay so when he was Saul long before he was known as Paul or Saint Paul. So for him to be so truthful to what he knew but to have a spiritual awakening of such magnitude in Christ it then therefore was all the more convincing to everybody because no one would just change like that overnight without something really having had happened and the same goes um for me not in the same ways perhaps of course but in just many different ways that well with the different religious groups like um how I said like look you know me because I'm all for like much of um, what Christ talks about, that righteousness in Christ, and that is very much the Presbyterian Church, right? Um, but I, I talked about this as well. In fact, I'll talk about it tomorrow too um, on Wednesdays. Um, that'll be tomorrow for you. So um, on Wednesday's broadcast, you'll get to hear about this writing process of the nativity um, this journal set that I've got out and also my writing with regards to Saint Joseph and how I got this real big strong urge and pull and so Saint Paul got a very strong urge and pull in any direction so he was always strong from the start in what he thought about and he was strong that's kind of the way that it goes that he is so humble in other words like in terms of his surrender to God and that's I suppose that's what I am like like I'm just surrendered to God, so whatever is going to happen, or whatever awakening I get, I'm humble to it, so I don't like fight it. I just I'm very honest, and like I'll never, you know. Just stick to one particular thing. If I feel something's happening that needs to be brought out, I'm I'm humble enough to surrender to that and uh, be very truthful and honest about whatever it is I'm getting in God that needs to be expressed. And so that's that's a characteristic, I, I guess. It's a very strong characteristic, but through being humble, through being so surrendered to God. And, I, you know, I talk about this, about how, you know, I was getting a strong call to exalt one of the most humble characters uh, in the Bible, who is St. Joseph, um through this time during like Yom Kippur and in fact probably before that but it's starting to get stronger and stronger and as I brought the um the nativity prayer set in the journal out um you know I was just feeling even more and more encouraged towards Saint Joseph and how important Saint Joseph was going to be for the entire world not just um you know for like males but for females too in terms of like what they should expect in a man should they consider um marriage um, as well as that for men, like having like an actual practical person to refer to from the Bible who actually was like a father of a child and how to bring them up. But before that, you know, even bringing child into the world and delivering that child. But before that too, like, you know, um, the decisive like action steps that were taken. So that's all going to come across. But ultimately, when that was coming across, it was so very strong. But the entire church of the Catholic Church took it on board to make an entire um, year dedicated to St. Joseph. Um, For me, it is um, really a lot longer than that, that I believe that God really wants us to focus on St. Joseph. It's not just a, a year, but it was a, an amazing, huge, big step for the Catholic Church. I mean, if you think how huge this is, this is not just Rome. This is like all around the world. There this huge dedication now for a full year from one part of 2020 from the 8th of December all the way to the 8th of December 2021 this year. Now when that came across it was huge and, and you can see the ripple effect so you know when this comes across it just comes across through genuine surrender to God and being humble enough to say okay well we're going to run with this and and that's where the success comes from that's where the victory comes from it's it's being humble enough to surrender and be obedient to god so it's huge um saint paul is an amazing person and that's why he's such a great converter of people and i suppose this is how it happens here with me because no one's just going to say oh like she's just going to say that because it's the catholic church because you know me for like years talking about the righteousness of the um the Reformation so you're not just gonna think oh I'm just saying that for the Cat because it's the Catholic Church because that wouldn't make any sense. So you know it's got to come from somewhere else. It's the same with Saint Paul. You know it had to come from somewhere deeper. It has to come from the Holy Spirit. So very very important. Saint Paul is um of course a gift from God thanks and all glory to God for um for what I do and of course for the gift of Saint Paul. Now, if you look at my name as well, it is a foreshadow. I do certainly believe this. I mean, we can see we've had, um, okay, so Vicky, we've had a, a Queen Victoria. We've got Queen Elizabeth. We have got Semple by the end. Now, what does it say? The first will become the last and the last will become the first. And, and it's a never-ending cycle, world without end despite what we might think or see in the physical there's something far beyond that now I have memories that when that was actually even like being said there about what happened to Saint Paul all of a sudden I started to have these memories which I had when I was a young child I used to I I really don't know where it comes from but as a child, I'd have this strange sensation um, come across and it was like hailstones. Um, Like I was being, you know, I had these hailstones and some were small, some were big, but it didn't really like impact me in the way that you would imagine like hailstones to impact but it just felt like an out of body or otherworldly experience like just like being held in the comfort of god so um that used to happen long before i like read that in the bible or knew about that um i think i've actually talked about it to someone before and i think i remember them saying to me i know i know I'm thinking, like, I still have that memory of talking about that, um, sensation, maybe I was speaking to someone, like, I don't know when it was, but I do remember them, like, saying that, I know, I know, and me thinking, like, how do you know? Anyway, um, it's very interesting, it just came back to me when I I heard about that, but anyway, um, it's a foreshadowing, like, I do believe that, you know, we're going to see this, um, there's going to be a huge um, emphasis on St and on St Paul. Um, perhaps we're going to be very linked to St Paul's Cathedral in London and that usually is a link. Um, I've had some amount of times with St Paul's. It's, it's been wonderful and it's been something else. And it's just been quite a journey. Anyway, um but it's going to be prominent um I really do believe this. I believe that even although it might look like there's a succession as well, like you think right now that we're in this time frame um the time of Victoria, like Queen Victoria's reign, and I'm not saying that's. That's exactly what my names are to do. But I'm speaking from this angle with regards to my names. that Queen Victoria's reign hasn't ended. It's ongoing. We are very much um, impacted by a Victorian element in our society um, today. And that continues on. So it is a world without end. And, you know, we're here at the moment. And of course, yes, my name being Elizabeth in terms of my middle name, and of course having our figurehead in the monarchy is Elizabeth as well. Knowing obviously my like spiritual crownship too, and the links there is very important. And this will continue on, but St. Paul and St. Paul in amongst these times of this rain, which is still occurring, this Victorian reign is still occurring. um, These three names are going to be and will continue to be very prominent for us in the time that people are waiting to receive more of God or the final time for some people that they are going to receive God until they understand what's going on, this is going to be very prominent. Very prominent. And it's like the Bible. Um let's just have a look here and I'm I've opened up at Galatians first thing. Okay. Now okay. So Hmm. I can go through here. So, yeah, right. So I'll get Hebrews. Wow. Holy oh god it's just like reminder time again and then I've got my dad's name my father my earthly father's name James comes right at all lord the general epistle of James so between Saint Paul there's this um prominent point of James, we have Peter, and then, as you know, we have, i was going to say John, but we, yeah, we do. Then we've got Jude, and then we've got the book, or the revelation of St. John the Divine, right? And then, of course, that's the end of the Bible. This is really important. So important. The actual sequence is vitally important. I have a sense that when we talk about world without end and the fact that you know there's this unity as well in the churches that's been brought around more so um, and the way that's occurring right now and the success of that as well. Uh, We've got James here that joins between Saint Paul and into um, the first epistle of general of Peter. And we know very much so that there's a strong link between Hebrews and then James, who's in between, wow, goodness gracious. Now that is very, very, very realistic in terms of um, my father when I think of my father as in James being in between in between the two because he was never one to really like take sides either and so he's very much the leader but um in between these kind of two sides so a lot of Hebrews is very 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 I would say with Saint Paul is very very well, it's it's one of these beautiful ways where you know you have the reformational look and you also have the Catholic look. It's kind of like, um, adjoining between the two. But there's a lot of very strong reformational speech in Hebrews and in Saint Paul's discussions. He's very very reformational in lots of ways. But people will say he's very, um. Formational is very first uh, church in terms of the catholic church and very very serious about certain like levels of reverence and respect too um so people will very much like link them to the catholic church as well it just can be very very highly linked across either of these churches a very strong figurehead indeed um for all people i mean you just you have to read through it and you'll understand that if you haven't um but the fact that james is in between those two which um, there's a more definite like bridging I would say with Peter with regards to the Catholic Church and you know the people in the Catholic Church will describe Peter as being the rock on which the church is built and of course we will say but it you know it's Christ is the cornerstone of our church that's the head of our church it's, it's not just someone um, in terms of an apostle, it's not just, you know, someone else's. But in any case, Jesus did give that job to Peter. And so it's a very interesting kind of line of succession and what is happening or what is occurring. Um. I certainly when I see that name, yes, like seeing the kind of like links between the two. Now, with St. Peter... It is a strange and interesting way, um, to to really have people consider um the different institutions which are set up because as we know there are different mingling institutions at the moment, um, for example, even looking at the fact that we have like our you know our British monarchy, we also have the Church in Rome. And then so we have like a variety of different churches going on at the same time. They're linking up in more union together, but we do have these entities going on. And um, how they interact and work as well is very interesting. But sometimes people will say things against a figurehead of a particular church or a particular institution. But no one that reads St. Peter. So if you are serious about your faith and you're serious and you've read and you understand the scriptures, you'll understand the point where it comes to the place where it says you do not speak badly or try to defame any dignitary. You do not do that. So... In and of itself, it harkens back when I like even think of like my name, like towards like Victoria or Vicky Elizabeth Sample. Like you do not speak against like God or the Holy Spirit, for example. We know that that is like a no go. We don't speak against other dignitaries either, and that is very much imbued in Saint Peter. It's very, very to the point, quite harsh, quite strict with regards to that and will tell people exactly who they are that do these things. So we get to see when people bring up things towards either of these institutions that they're not really either really in God themselves anyway, um in terms of like specifics when anyone says anything against a particular member of a that institution or another that is not someone of God. So important to remember that, and that's a big, big hint. Anyway, so it goes from St. Peter, and then into, um. now don't get me wrong, there are some people that would like to be called, or maybe would have been dignitaries, or dignity, dignities, um, but have been removed from that, or since removed, and have done certain things to, to others, and against other dignity, dignitaries um who are like set in place and it's like well you know so we need to kind of think about things here but anyway um going beyond all of that and then um throughout Saint Peter and into Jude or John then into Jude and then the book of Revelation explains a little bit of how serious this um time frame is and what exactly all of this means. Um, St. Paul is going to be, uh, the books of St. Paul are going to be a very important place to be looking into and to be revealing in this time going forward um, to be able to help Bring salvation Christ is that salvation but the way that you can be guided into that into what the Holy Spirit is saying is going to be largely um in that book of Hebrews and particularly um throughout the text of Saint Paul of course all of the the rest of it is absolutely very important as well but I'm just putting that out there it's so prominent so prominent. Read up on um, the Holy Spirit, um, as expressed through Saint Paul. The responsorial psalm. I'm not going to do it responsively. Um, I'm going to do it. Um, right the way through, and it's Psalm one hundred and forty five. All thy works shall give thanks to thee, O Lord, and all thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and tell of thy power. To make known to the sons of men thy mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of thy kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Thy dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name for ever and ever. I'm now going to read um, the gospel according to John and it's chapter 14. I'm going to take that out there. It's in but remove it, not according to just the gospel and it's from John chapter 14 verses 27 to 31. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go hence. I can imagine that would have been a very emotional type of... Um, time expressing that with the disciples even reading it there is very very emotional and um, but the interesting thing is at the very end it's telling us it's actually a command to rise and let us go hence so the command is in any case And as we know in this time frame that we are in, we're still in this time where we are celebrating Easter. You know, this particular type of scripture that we're getting really is that build up to when Jesus is ascending and does ascend to the Father. And then we'll have in that Pentecost, that celebration with Pentecost and through the ascension, obviously, Pentecost thereafter, 10 days after. And although this is something that we ongoingly experience in every day, not just something that happens at a particular date in our calendar through tradition, but it's beyond tradition and religion, that it is something, as I say, with this new creation that St Paul talks about, um, that happens on an ongoing basis. It is still a wonderful time to look at this. So, Let's have a look at the timeline anyway. Um, so, Ascension Day is Ascension Thursday. It's the 13th of May. Goodness, it's moving so quickly. We've got Orthodox Easter. Orthodox Easter is today, as I'm recording this on Sunday, the 2nd. Wow. Um, obviously, this is for Tuesday, the fourth. Let me just have a look, so yeah, it's uh, it is not long. I've gone on to Edelphire, which is in Wednesday, the twelfth that's coming up, Ascension Thursday, so thirteenth of May, not long at all, okay. And so Pentecost is celebrated 10 days after, as I said, so that is Sunday the 23rd of May 2021. So it's the 50th day from Easter Sunday. Commemorating the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles and other followers of Jesus Christ, while they were in Jerusalem, celebrating the Feast of Weeks, as described in the Acts of the Apostles. Hmm. So it's very important... I'm speaking without my piece of equipment, so hopefully, this is going to sound good enough at the moment. Just making sure the device is being charged as well at the same time. So, it's very important to remember that even although this is the reading for this day, in between this time, it is that time where Jesus is spending that extra time. He's already risen in terms of the resurrection, and he is just spending time with the disciples. At this moment. Um, So that's the kind of setting. And um, ultimately, just to recap, there has been um, a large level of prominence given to St. Paul, which has been um, directed in today's particular broadcast. The importance of St. Paul has been very much um, a big part of this entire message um I have told you things I've experienced that are otherworldly. worldly. And then we've talked about um the beginning and the end, we've talked about the first and the last, and my names and the foreshadowing and what is gonna be very important. Um as it is now, always shall be world without the end, but you know, a kind of a an order in terms of things and the increasing importance. Um so that's been talked about as well as just the highlights too, talking about this time um in between um, Ascension Thursday and then looking at some of the dates as well as to when these different feast days are coming up too and looking at when Pentecost is as well. So giving you those dates too and uh, just getting into preparation phases for that. But looking beyond um, religion or the tradition, as well, and the fact that this is an ongoing process of regeneration and also rebirth and renewal, as well, which is very important for the new creation. Again, a very St. Paul message. So please do focus on St. Paul and look into that in terms of the Holy Spirit and the messages there.